Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for GWBC Radio's Open for Business. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of GWBC's Open for Business, and this is going to be a fun one. I have with me today, Sarah Webb with In Tandem Promotions. Welcome, Sarah. Well, I am so excited to hear you and to to be with you today. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about In Tandem Promotions. How are you serving folks? Oh, I've, I uh, fell in love with this industry. So we are a branding and communications company that delivers what people crave now and always, and especially now in the midst of all of this um, unprecedented times, more of a personal connection. We are guided by the belief that emotions are at the heart of any memorable experience, even this one. And we create memorable and meaningful branding programs that connect people with companies that they care about. And we do that through the use of promotional products, online corporate stores, years of service, employee engagement services, direct mail, and many more. And then we also have in-house services that include custom embroidery and heat transfer, uh, heat transfer and gift wrap and warehousing and fulfillment and program development. So uh, a really fun organization that is able to provide branding and communication services to our clients. Now, uh, what size are your, is, a, is a good client for you? What's a typical kind of uh, profile of an ideal client? Absolutely. So we enjoy working with clients that have multiple locations or are hosting or have multiple events or are seeking ways to engage their employees or their customers. So the range is uh, of good size, around 250 employees and up. Uh, We also work with clients that are both national and international. So clients like Delta Airlines and um, Best Buy and clients of that size where they have multiple locations that we can help serve. And then what are some of the ways specifically like you would serve um, kind of a, a multinational company? You mentioned like an online store. Would that be a place where any one of their employees can go and then, you know, pick out maybe um, some materials that have their lo- the Delta logo on it or the company logo on it or T-shirts or uh, like what, what are some of the ways that you would serve those kind of large enterprise companies? No, that's a- exactly what we do. So we'll work with an organization and we'll determine, first of all, what are their needs? What are their demographics? And the whole purpose behind what we do is finding the product that is going to make an impact you know, promotional products is the only form of advertising that engages all of the senses. So sight, touch, sound. Um, you have all of the taste from great food offerings and gifts. But then it's also something that's tangible and it's going to have that lasting effect. So as you mentioned, having the online store, our clients are able to have one location for their employees nationally and internationally to go and select product. It's all warehoused here in, um, in our facility. But then also, if you think about employee years of service or new hire kits, going ahead and packing and and shipping out a new hire kit to an employee that is about to start and they receive this gift, you know, a week before they come in that has all their information so they can go ahead and feel like they're part of the family. Or if you're thinking about, um, especially right now, we're doing a lot of work from home kits. 
Um, one of the other fun things that we're working on is people are on a ton of Zoom calls and we get invitations on a regular basis. So thinking of, of ways to send a employee or a potential client a gift that they receive when they attend the Zoom call. So any of that engagement, um, en engaging and showing appreciation, as well as opportunities to uh, reduce the amount of space. Uh, workspace is now going to be a thing. So we're able to store and stock all that merchandise in our warehouse and ship that out. So it's no longer in somebody's branding closet or um, down in the basement somewhere that somebody has to pick, pack and ship. And then in today's kind of new normal, like you said, a lot of people are at home, they're working. Sometimes this is the first time they've ever worked for, from home. And for the organization to create that kind of engagement and connection, what better way of doing that by sending them kind of a, a goodie bag or a care package uh, to their home that has ways to help them be more effective in this kind of new remote world? Absolutely. You know, um, in this environment, workers are in an entirely new setting and it's not just working from home. A lot of people had flexible schedules before this, but it's all of the other bits and components. You know, your kids are at home, your family is at home, um, you're stressed, you're pulled in five different directions. And yet, as an employer, you need to keep your people engaged and make sure that they have the proper setup and that they are um, taking care of the necessary steps that need to happen to get their job done at home. So whether that's speakers or technology, we've done a lot of the um, the, uh, the ear pods so that people can be on all of these Zoom calls while they're working. Uh, and then now as states are starting to slowly open up, a lot of the conversation is around what does the coming back look like? So preparing employers with, um, we're doing a lot of mouse pads that have, you know, look, this is what we have to do to keep our, our team safe. You know, these are the steps. This is washing your hands and things like that. So everybody's getting new mouse pads. Um, antibacterial pens, you know, people need to be thinking about the, the materials that they're using on a regular basis in a different way, hand sanitizers and masks, all of those things. So anything that you can think of to help remind reinforce and enable your team and employees to work better and more effectively is really our focus, especially right now. Could you talk about kind of what happened in your organization and maybe share some advice and insight into for our listeners that, okay, now the crisis is happening. This is not something I'm reading about in the newspaper. This is real now that, you know, the, the government is telling me I have to change the way that we've always done business. How did your team kind of react and adjust in handling this crisis? Well, it is, I think, I think the first couple of weeks, um, the, well, the first full week, I'm pretty sure that I was in shock and denial. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to pivot? How are we going to move our team? Uh, during this time, there was a lot of events that were canceled, and a large part of our business is focused on trade shows and events and the swag that you get to um, get people to your booth and the swag that you get for attending events. So a lot of those were being canceled. Um, so when this happened in mid-March, we were finishing up a large-scale corporate 
project. And we finished that up and we focused on um, the typical things, you know, cleaning up invoicing and uh, closing out our months the way that we should. And then we started preparing our team to keep them safe, you know, making sure that we knew how to address and help support our clients, even through a lot of this this transition. Um, we switched as an industry from selling branded promotional products to branded PPE or uh, personal protection equipment. So we have, you know, the, the, the masks and the gloves to keep teams and safe and uh, clients safe nationally and internationally. Um, but I think the biggest thing that we have that we have learned from this was keeping our team cross-trained so that we could have a safe environment here. We had some team members in and then some team members out of the office. Um, we were still doing a lot of embroidery in-house and warehousing. We support the construction industry as well as uh, the food service package industry and then a lot of the medical um, organizations and then all throughout manufacturing. And so we needed to continue to make sure that we were able to supply them with the essential needs that they had to have. So figuring out cross-training and, you know, where somebody was in sales, can they go in the back and easily pull, pack, and ship product that needed to go out that day? I think one of the biggest things that has come out of this whole crisis was our ability as a team to come together um, to adjust. And I think that comes with an organization. Our industry is constantly evolving and changing. And so being part of this, it's in our makeup and in our DNA. And so um, it was already inherent. It was something that was uh, that we were used to. So learning how to, um, the safe way to, to purchase some of this equipment was something that we had to do and change. But then just keeping moving and keeping the team engaged and active and showing what the master plan is, even if it was just for a day, because <laughs> that's all we knew about was today, um, and then building out what the next couple of weeks were. Now, going through this crisis has uh, caused you probably to change some of the ways you've done things or are doing or selling maybe some different things. Do you see any kind of silver lining at the end of this where you go, you know, when things kind of stabilize a little bit, we'll be able to kind of maybe use this and help our clients in this new way that we hadn't done before? Has there been any kind of surprises or any opportunity that's bubbled up because you were forced to make some changes? No, I really appreciate you asking that. I think um, one of the the biggest lessons that we've learned is uh, having a strong supply chain. So I love that we have access to over a million different products within our industry and that there is so much diversity within the industry. Um, but having that strong supply chain partners and um, factories that are local has been a tremendous support. And then also us having control of our own supply chain. So what I mean by that is that we do offer a lot of services in-house. So when organizations and factories were closed in many of the states that we are normally shipping out from, we had the product here. And whether it was in Georgia or in our warehouse, we had it here. So we could still continue to support um, 
locations that were in need of the services that we had. And so I think one of the biggest opportunities for us is recognizing and keeping uh, a lot of services in-house and then also continuing to strengthen our supply chain. Our manufacturers and factories that we've had this close relationship with, you know, we've been in constant contact. What is going on and uh, what do you have coming in and how can I help? Um, just managing that conversation so that we could be more on the forefront instead of on the back end of receiving and having to act and, and react based off of the information that was coming in. It sounds like that skill of being nimble and um, and being able to juggle multiple uh, challenges simultaneously has really paid off for you during this crisis. And it really, I'm sure a lot of your team members really have stepped up and maybe, um, I don't want to say overachieved, but maybe surprised you in some ways that they've been able to kind of just kind of rise to the occasion. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's very easy to, you know, want to sit on the couch and just wait until this is over. And I know a lot of people that that's what they're doing. That's how they're, that's how, that's their defense mechanism and that's how they're handling it. What has been amazing about the team here at Intandem is that it has always been future focused. What do we need to do right now? And what do we need to do four hours from now? And what do we need to do 24 hours from now? Because, you know, to, to that end, the information that we were receiving was changing minute by minute, day by day. And we obviously wanted to keep our team safe, top priority. But then how do we keep the business moving and everybody employed? And the team here recognized those needs. And we've figured out a schedule of what we could do in-house and what we needed to do uh, while we were working from home. And everyone stepped up and is taking care of things and is doing things that is not in their quote-unquote job description. Um, and that's also a nature of our organization, but it was definitely more true during this pandemic than it has ever been. And the level of attentiveness and care and detail and just supporting each other as we kind of work through this. Now, how has the GWBC been able to help you? Oh, man. So one of the, the biggest learnings from all of this is to have that strong network and to have those conversations with good friends and have um, people that you can rely and depend on. GWBC is uh, a tremendous advocate for, um, for in tandem, and I know for other women organizations, but having the resources available, um, who to reach out to, they were going out to large-scale enterprises and supporting the women-owned businesses and sending out our contact information. These are people that can help. These are people that are, these are organizations that uh, can support these larger enterprises because, again, they're trying to source in a whole new way <laughs> and find things. Um, but then at the same time, having knowing that I had friends and uh, other organizations that are going through the same thing. You know, we're all trying to find out, you know, how do we get funding and how does this work? And having the, the Zoom meetings and the conference calls and all of the information, they have a dedicated page that was just for COVID. Um, so without the GWBC, you know, it would have been a lot more difficult in getting through this crisis for sure. And that is 
definitely one of the, the key takeaways is, you know, take the time and invest in your relationships, invest in networking. You know, everybody has a busy day and a busy schedule, but if I didn't have the strong foundation with my connections from GWBC, from uh, WBENC, you know, again, there were so many opportunities where the learnings were coming to me and I wasn't having to go out and find them and figure it out on my own. I have never felt alone throughout this crisis. You know, we've all been together and the family and the network from GWBC has been vital to our success through this crisis. I think that's great advice for business owners in general and specifically women business owners uh, to really leverage the GWBC because it's hard to lead an organization, a small to mid-sized organization, especially you think you are in this alone and then there's no one to turn to and you don't want to, you know, to be too, you don't want to show weakness to your team and not let, you know, let them think that, that maybe you don't know what you're doing and people have those kind of fears. But when you have an organization like GWBC that can kind of vet who the real people are, who the right information is, that takes a lot of weight off of you so that you don't have to worry about that at all, really. And then you have access to somebody that's kind of watching your back that's, that is trying to advocate for you and trying to help you kind of hang in there. That's invaluable during a crisis. But like you said, that should be foundational in just every day. Absolutely. You know, they have so many events and so many opportunities. And as a women-owned organization, there's there's different challenges. And having a safety net, but then having a safe environment so that I can say, you know, this is what's going on. What would you recommend? And not feeling as though I'm in the wrong or I have to justify, you know, what is happening. Um, you know, those connections and those friendships have absolutely propelled us year over year over year. And it's an investment that women-owned businesses, that it's it's worth the investment, it's worth the time in building those so that when a crisis does happen, and it will, this is not going to be the last, the, I mean, hopefully this is the last pandemic, for the love of God, but, you know, at whatever comes next I'll be able to continue to lean on my friends and lean on my the relationships that I've established with the GWBC to help, again, continue to move us um, through it and, and over it and on to the next. Now, in your organization, uh, what is the pain that companies are having where they're like, you know what, we should call that in tandem team. They got their act together. What is some of the things that they're struggling with where you're the right solution? So during the the crisis itself, the the biggest pain point is locating correctly sourced masks and gloves and um, the protection devices and equipment that is needed. So a lot of things are being confiscated um, either at different, uh, at the borders, through customs. Um, There's a lot of uh, counterfeit merchandise that's out there because, again, when you have an opportunity like this, there's going to be um, an op- more opportunity for, for thieves out there. And so um, when with us having the strong supply chain and the supply network, we're able to navigate 
through some of those scary points. None of our PPE has been confiscated. It's all delivered directly to the clients when they've needed it. We've been able to source what has been needed. Um, so that has been a tremendous help to a lot of our large enterprise clients and locating what is necessary for them and their employees to keep them in business. Outside of the crisis, uh, our clients come to us because our focus is on branding with purpose. So we're not just going to say, here is a pen and this fits within your price point. You know, our focus is on what is going to be the ways um, that the product is going to make an impact and create that emotional connection between the company and the individual that they're trying to reach out to or engage. You know, one of the things that we say is we don't believe in trick-or-treat marketing, which is if you've been to any trade show and you have a whole lot of, uh, like a swag bag that's right up front, people are just going from booth to booth picking up the swag. What do you want them to do when they get it back? Uh, and the great thing about permission products is it does not go in the trash. 89% of permission products end up being either used by the individual or being passed on to somebody else that can use it. So if I did not attend a show and I picked up whatever the you know whatever item was was handed out, what do you want me who didn't go to your booth to do with it next? And that's why people call in tandem is that our focus is on ensuring that your brand, the connections that you're trying to achieve, and that message is fully delivered to the client that you're going after. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation with you, do you have a website? I do. Definitely check us out online. It's in tandem promotions with an S on the end dot com. Or they could reach out to us. We ha- we're on all of the, the social channels, uh, including Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn as well. And all of our contact and phone information is there. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story today and being part of the show. No, my pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on GWBC Radio Open for Business.